Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, a voice of reason, an oasis of civility and humanity. I'm on a journey, the pursuit of truth, not just facts to fill the head, but also life-changing power to change hearts and transform minds. A journey of relationship, to connect to people of goodwill everywhere, to build upon civil society, to transcend tribal divisions with timeless values and love. A growing coalition of choice, not coercion. Are you with me? This is the Vince Copley Radio Program. And... Good morning. Welcome to our Tuesday broadcast. Hope all is well in your world. As you know, the conversation continues about events unfolding in Memphis. And we have some very important angles that I hope we are able to go into today. They'll be helpful to advance the conversation. I forgot to bring a book in studio, which... Maybe I'll get during the next break just to remind you about some very important reading. I, I think one of my favorite phrases from the late Walter Williams is he talked about pushing back the frontiers of ignorance. And that's certainly something I want to do where possible. I have a passion for that. It's I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that I've ever said this on air before, but I, I've, got, I've got friends who laugh at me because I tell them I would really love to have a life of anonymity. I'm not looking to become famous, and, and being famous or a public figure was really not part of what has driven me to do much of anything. In fact, as I get older, the more I appreciate and uh, relish my privacy and just being able to go places and not be recognized or whatever. But to the extent there's the ability to affect lives, encourage, to make a difference, you know, as much as I don't want to, <laughs> I still do deeply care. So, where possible, I like to see the ground actually covered in a way that's going to uh, benefit society as a whole and individual people. I like to start off with encouraging things that are going on, and even in the midst of of the very dark story that's been part of the national dialogue for the past few days. We have this update reported by Black Enterprise about the GoFundMe page for Tyree Nichols' family. We can tell you that that page is actually reached and gone well over the $1 million mark. Donations pouring in from strangers all over the country. The account's only been active for a little over 48 hours. Created shortly after the Memphis Police Department released that graphic video footage of five police officers brutally beating Tyree Nichols. The fundraising goal was set for $1.2 million. Nichols' mother used the page to describe what happened to her son on the night of January 7th, saying the 29-year-old was just trying to get to my house for safety and lived only a few blocks away from where the incident happened. The grieving mother is showing the world that her son wasn't a danger. He was someone you know. When he comes through the door, he wants to give you a hug. The GoFundMe gives supporters a little more insight on Tyree's story, originally from the Bay Area in California, relocated to Memphis to be closer to his parents. 
Nichols had never been in trouble with the law, not even a parking ticket. And as you know, despite the alleged stop for reckless driving, the police chief, C.J. Davis, saying the investigation indicates there's no substantiation at all for any claim of reckless driving. But one of the things, again, I remind you that what is so wonderful to see during this season is to see so many people, strangers, responding in a tangible way to take care of this family. I think that's something that is praiseworthy. The last figure we have here, one million. $178,820 raised. Obviously, this does not bring back Tyree Nichols. But to deal with the needs that are there and to address, who knows what they will do. There's something that tells me that this family, what they will do, is something redemptive. We can forget about all of the white noise. We had a conversation yesterday about Ben Crump, the attorney. Uh, That we can talk about another time. But it's wonderful to see folks who are determined to bless this family. I'm encouraged by justice. We learned that three Memphis EMTs were fired for their response to the fatal police beating of Tyree Nichols. These folks were found to have violated multiple department policies and protocols. Robert Long, Jamichael Sandridge, Lieutenant Michelle Whitaker found to have violated multiple department policies and protocols in their patient response. Their actions or inactions on the scene that night do not meet the expectations of the Memphis Fire Department and are not reflective of the outstanding service the men and women of the Memphis Fire Department provide daily in our community. So what was all of this about? Well, the fire department was sent to the scene of Nichols' traffic stop after police called because of a person pepper sprayed. This was 831. Long, Sandridge, and Whitaker were directed to a second location, arrived to find Nichols leaning against a police vehicle at 841, 10 minutes after the initial call. Long and Sandridge responded to Nichols, while Whitaker and a driver remained in the vehicle. Our investigation concluded the two EMTs responded based on the initial nature of the call, person pepper sprayed, and information they were told on the scene and failed to conduct an adequate patient assessment of Mr. Nichols. This is basic stuff, folks. I don't care what you hear on a radio call. You have a job to do. These folks didn't do it. An ambulance requested after their initial interaction with Nichols. Emergency unit dispatched at 846. The unit arrived to the scene 855. And initiated care and took Nichols to a hospital at 908. 27 minutes. After Long, Sandridge, and Whitaker arrived at the second location. Yes, these folks needed to be fired. What a mess. It's one of those situations where the word cluster comes to mind, doesn't it? Just all the way around. And how this entire matter was dealt with. Police, EMTs. But justice is being done. Thank goodness. Stay with us. If you would like to join the conversation... You're absolutely welcome to the GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. We have some breaking news to tell you about. I'm sure you're familiar with the name George Santos. 
<laughs> he is the man who pretty much lied about everything in order to win his congressional seat. Now we have an announcement from him today that he's going to recuse himself from committee assignments because of all these swirling ethics issues. So again, George Santos saying he's not going to serve on any of these committees that he's been assigned to as investigations continue about his behavior in the run-up to the election. This follows a meeting that took place yesterday evening with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. So, stay tuned for this one. Over on the text line, this texter saying, Vince, no offense, we have bigger problems. The destruction of the third largest chicken farm in the U.S. killing over 100,000 birds has scared me so much. This has to be purposeful. People stock up and quick. We will talk about the egg issue a little bit later on. Vince, if this guy was white, would you be promoting a GoFundMe? Nope. We wouldn't even hear about it. I wouldn't be so sure about that. We'll address this particular question a little bit later on. On the contrary, we have this texter, whose heart is in a much better place. Vince, thanks for telling us about the GoFundMe. We didn't know about it before your show. We were able to make a donation. Thanks again. Well, wonderful. And we have this cynical post. Why a GoFundMe page? They're going to sue and get rich anyway. My goodness. (laughs) Boy, we are a cynical crowd, aren't we? Profoundly cynical crowd. I want to address this racial issue because it's the elephant in the room. It was the subject on the favorite Gab show, The View, yesterday. Whoopi Goldberg talking with her co-hosts on the issue about the kind of attention this is getting and whether the overall subject of police behavior has gotten enough attention. And perhaps if the racial dynamics were different here, maybe that's what it's going to take to finally get something done about the bigger issue. Here is that exchange. You'll hear Whoopi and Sonny Hostin chiming in at the end. Listen up. So far, five cops have been arrested and charged with second-degree murder and kidnapping. Now, you know, I asked this question way too many times at this table. But, you know, when will the brutality finally lead to some police reform from the ground up? Because clearly, it doesn't matter if it's a white policeman or a black policeman. It is a problem in the police and the policing itself. You know, seems things don't seem to make sense to people unless it's somebody they can feel or they can Mm -hmm. recognize. But how many times do we have to do we need to see white people also get beaten before anybody will do anything? I'm not suggesting that. So don't write us and tell me what a you know, what a racist I am. I'm just asking, is that is that what people have to see in order to wake up and realize this affects us all? Well. You know, I have to say I haven't been able to bring myself to watch the video um, because I've seen so many of them. Mm-hmm. And as the mother of a black son who's six foot two and 20 years old, my worst nightmare is what is probably on that video. And nightmare indeed it is. You know, this is part of the point that was raised. Remember the clip we played yesterday from Bill Maher? talking about how this has been portrayed, and and I would make the case that probably because of people like Whoopi and others who have made so many of these incidents so much about race, that the underlying issue of police brutality, of abuse of power, has not really been addressed. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think Whoopi has a point? that people really won't care or pay much attention to this 
until they see white people get beat up like this. I think there's some legitimacy to the question. I'd love to get your thoughts. Other stories developing. Won't it be wonderful to finally see the end to the COVID emergency? How long have we been under a COVID emergency? Well, we've learned that President Biden plans to end the COVID-19 public health emergency on May 11th. (laughs) You have to wonder why so far out. Here we are at the end of January. But May 11th is the date the emergency comes to an end. This means many Americans could have to start paying for COVID-19 testing and treatment after the declaration cease. The White House, in a statement of administration policy announcing opposition to two House Republican measures to end the emergencies. So the House was trying to bring this to an end. The White House saying, you know, no, we'll do it. But in May. The National Emergency and Public Health Emergency Authorities declared this in response to the pandemic. And now the extension finally ends May 11th. The wind down would align with the administration's previous commitments to give at least 60 days notice prior to termination of the public health emergency. Benefits allowed by emergencies will disappear. This means those COVID tests, those free ones, treatments, vaccines at no charge, this goes away. As well as enhanced social safety net benefits to help the nation cope with the pandemic and minimize the impact. Jen Cates, Senior Vice President of the Kaiser Family Foundation, said people have to start paying some money for things they didn't have to pay for during the emergency. That's the main thing people will start to notice. Most Americans covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private insurance plans have been able to obtain COVID-19 tests and vaccines at no cost during the pandemic. Those covered by Medicare and private insurance have been able to get up to eight at-home tests per month from retailers at no charge. Medicaid also picks up the cost of at-home tests through coverage that varies from state to state. Those covered by Medicare and Medicaid have also had certain therapeutic treatments like the monoclonal antibodies fully covered. Once the emergency ends, Medicare beneficiaries generally will face out-of-pocket costs for at-home testing and all treatment. However, vaccines will continue to be covered at no cost, as will testing ordered by a health care provider. So just a heads up here. Love to get your thoughts on the end of the public health emergency in May. <laughs> Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing Talk Line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line at 71307. Now, back to Vince. Over on the text line, what do we have here? This texture saying, I totally agree with Whoopi and anybody who doesn't need to get their heads out of the sand. That's Chris out of Shelby. Another person saying, I agree with Whoopi for once. No one should get beat to death. All people should respect law enforcement and not resist. These problems will go away. Hence, people in power that abuse should be held to an exceptional amount of swift and harsh justice. Another person in the upstate, the problem is not a policing problem. The problem is a moral problem from the Biden administration and Dems letting criminals out without penalty to someone stealing a cookie out of their mom's cookie jar. Sin has consequences. The problem is a sin problem. Only Christ can fix it. We also have this. Vince, love your informative show. 
about what Whoopi said about white people getting beat. What about poor Ashley Babbitt? She didn't get beat. She lost her life. They didn't honor her like they should. Instead, gave the officer who shot her praise after praise. On the COVID emergency, does the end of this mean these people who have been meeting this person, I guess, saying uh, leeching off the government all this time, going to have to get off their ass and get to work? If so, folks better go out and grab those jobs before the uh, would-be former leeches go out and get them. That's from Jeff. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The worst outcome of Whoopi's call to change, the police... It will be seized by commies to further the woke, deliberate ruination of the police. Hmm. In regard to George Santos stepping down from committee assignments, how is it the integrity requirements to get a $25 per hour job at the TSA and other similar government and private sector security jobs are much more stringent than those serving in Congress? Not a specific accusation. Just a question. (laughs) Hey, who's supposed to do the vetting? We are. That's the problem. This person's saying, the problem with police in the U.S., it's pay and training. That's the reason we can't get the best people. In Germany, Israel, and Japan, it takes up to two years of training to be a police officer. In the United States, as little as six weeks. That's the problem. Raise the pay, increase the training. Mm-hmm. Just a sampling of some of the items in the text line. I want to remind you of something before we uh, take a call. I strongly want to encourage you, if you have not already read this book, please, please pick up the book Taboo. In fact, if you haven't read it, go to Amazon or wherever right now, order this book, Taboo, 10 Facts You Can't Talk About by my good friend Wilfred Riley. He is a professor in Kentucky, which also reminds me I owe the professor a visit. Um, This book, I just want to read these chapters to you to give you a sense of the subjects that are covered because you understand how relevant this is. It's, It's a book that it's going to be relevant for a long time. Because of the national discussions we're having. Chapter one. Uh, this, every one of these chapters, it's a taboo, obvious fact. And there are ten of them. All right? Here are the obvious facts the police aren't murdering black people, there is no war on people of color, and Becky, barbecue Becky, did nothing wrong. Different groups perform differently. I mean, listen to these titles. It's it's really duh. But unfortunately, if you watch the mainstream news media and get your information from them, you do not know these facts and don't have evidence to back it up. Performance, not prejudice, mostly predicts success. Racism didn't cause the new problems of today. Anyone can be racist. And racist has a real meaning. Whiteness isn't the only privilege, and cultural appropriation is not real. A sane immigration policy is not racist, and we need one. And the alt-right has nothing to offer. I strongly encourage you, if you've not read this book by Wilfred Riley, please get it, read it, share it. These subjects are so important for our time. In fact, I need to have Will back on the broadcast soon. I so appreciate Will, who has done the scholarly work to get the facts out there. And now we just need to get this information in the hands of people who have been stirred up by the media into a frenzy of fear. And that's what we want to push back on. Let's go out to a call from Tony out in, um, I believe, uh, toward eastern North Carolina, Wadesboro. Good morning, Tony. Uh, how you doing, man? Doing well, sir. Yeah, I, I think those uh, I think those officers should be charged with a hate crime. Officers in Memphis that uh, 
beat that young man to death. They should be charged with hate crime. Um, and it's, 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 I don't know if this is true, but I hear that a couple of those officers belong to a fraternal order, uh, uh, Omega Psi Phi. So these are educated men. These are not. These are not just people that are just out of control. So. So I, I think they should be charged with a hate crime. So here's my question, because I've discussed this at other times. What's the point of the whole hate crime thing? I, I don't get it. I mean, what's the point? What uh, if is, is there such thing as a love crime, Tony? Well, well, when a love crime, I don't think love and crime, you know, that's not synonymous. But Exactly. But the point I'm making is... If you commit a crime, a crime is a crime is a crime. Why are we needing to delve into things well, that's, like that's just like a murder charge? You have a first degree, a second degree, right? A manslaughter. Uh, uh, so, so therefore, there's varying degrees of uh, a crime. So therefore, if, if you know a hate crime is uh, uh, you know something that uh, is visceral, it's something that you have in your heart. So, okay, Tony. So we're going to judge the intentions of a person's heart, which we can very easily discern. So, what was the what was the motivation behind this, Tony? I believe it was. I, I believe that uh, for one, I mean, it's speculation, but uh, I think one of the officers was trying to uh, 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 make it with uh, that that young man's uh, woman. Um, and um, so that's speculation, though. But that's the rumor mill, oh, and so I don't know goodness. if that's the cause. But but I mean, so there can be some animosity and hate in that. So. Oh my! Sure. See why? Why? Sure see Tony, I, I, uh, you know, I respect where your, you know, the your opinion and all, but at the same time, I'm thinking, does it really matter? I mean, uh, what I suggested yesterday about situations like this and expedited trials, uh, I just, I'm very skeptical about going into and thinking we can divine somebody's motivations. Uh, this just gets to be very messy. We'll talk more about this as we continue. Stay with us. Over on that text line, we have this. Vince, American police initially created to apprehend, contain, and possibly murder black people. It's in their DNA to be violent. When encountering blacks, nothing will change until it starts happening to white people. Wow. Come on, Vince, let's get real. The person calling the shots in this police fiasco is Ben Crump. How many millions will he pocket? After the juicy settlement is paid. Vince PDs are forced to recruit from the bottom of the barrel. Include felons and those with criminal minds. Because anyone with any level of critical thinking will not sign up. On the COVID subject. In regards to when the COVID pandemic finally will be over. The answer is never. As long as Pfizer has anything to do with it. Another person on the GoFundMe page. What's the need for that? She'll get a ton of money from us, the taxpayers. Lawyers are lined up. All it is, online panhandling. Boy, you guys are really cynical. So this was a special crime unit. Now disbanded clearly was needed at one point in time. I think there's more to the Tyree Nichols story. Not that what happened was right. It was awful to watch. I believe there are plenty of white people who are injured or killed by police, but only when it happens to a minority does it seem to be newsworthy. Vince, have you heard Tyree was dating an ex of one of the officers and they had a child? Supposedly they worked together at FedEx. Have not heard that story. Who knows? There are other details that may come out about this. We just don't know. But I'm sure you would agree. Nothing justifies what has happened here. What happened to this young man was evil, has nothing to do with training or salary. Something else is going on here, just like the GoFundMe comment.
Tony is reaching on the hate crime charge. I work in law enforcement. I fully believe what those officers did was wrong. They absolutely should be charged. But there's no basis for it being a hate crime. Hate is Hitler and the Nazis, the KKK. Matthew Shepard being killed because he was gay. That is inaccurate, by the way. This was excessive force all day. But it wasn't hate. That's for Meredith. Many people are killed every day. People have been killed every day since Adam and Eve. Nothing written or legislated will stop it. It is a personal human flaw we each have to deal with. And don't think that Jesus will change it. He's made it very clear. He's doing nothing until his triumphant return. That is from Dean. I don't know if I would say that, but... Just a sampling of some of the items on the text line. Very passionate perspectives here. Let's go out to Harrisburg, North Carolina, and Mickey. Good morning, Mickey. Good morning, Vince. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate WBT and your show. Uh, thank you. Most of what you just said is, I think, pretty pretty spot on and uh, covers most of what I was going to say, but I, th- I think Whoopi may be onto something ex- with the exception that uh, the left and the mainstream media uh, has no dog in the fight for a white person getting beat up or other ethnic groups even, uh, like perhaps the Asians. But uh, they do relish the opportunity, as in this case and as in other uh, mainstream cases, uh, that that brought up the summer of love and the uh, smash and grab and burn and all this. Uh, my, the point being that Anything that gives them an excuse to stir up, and I'm going to use a quote that might not be appropriate, but to stir up the natives is good for them, and good they're yep. good to go with that. You're absolutely right. You've you've hit this on the head, Mickey. You that's, have hit this on the head. What I wanted to say. I will add that uh, back in the '50s, I had an uncle who had a little wild streak in him. I'll admit. But he wasn't mean, and he wasn't bad. And the Mississippi Highway Patrol beat the stew out of him. Uh, times have changed for all of us, particularly in Mississippi, since that time. And there's a lot more respect between the races, contrary to common belief. Uh, everybody's is literally friends with everybody else in the small Mississippi towns. Jackson and near Memphis may be an exception. I'll let it go at that. Well, hey, I appreciate your call, Mickey, and interestingly enough, I have a good friend who lives uh, near Jackson, and uh, I, I think your point is a good one, because uh, I, I think it's very important to remind people that it's sad we have to remind people this. This is not 1950. Times are different. Um, And fortunately, things like we have seen in the past few days, they are exceptions rather than the rule. There was a time when that was the rule. That was normal. And we can be very thankful for that. In the meantime, don't let anybody tell you we're still living in those times. Because there are people who want you to believe that. Hour number two is straight ahead. Transformation Tuesday. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Let's jump right to hour number two of our broadcast. And 
We have Transformation Tuesday coming up to share about a person who I knew has passed away. A time for us to reflect on our own lives. We'll get to that in just a moment. Because I'm a nice guy, I'm going to get to a couple of calls, some very patient callers who've been on the line for a little bit. Uh, we'll give you guys about a minute apiece. Got to be quick. Got to be concise. Let's go first to Mark out of Rock Hill. Take it away, Mark. All right. Thank you, Vince. The, um, the bill proposing the end of the national health emergency for COVID-19 in the executive um, or in POTUS, bringing it in, saying, oh, we'll do it. And I said, okay, but yet the bill is constitutional, and the national health emergency, as you have said before, ought to have been uh, done declared through a special session of Congress. Okay, that's it. I've read Taboo twi- twice. The author writes like it talks. And for my only sibling in academia, um, concentrating in political science, I gave the book to, I gave the book, uh, the book was a present on that person's birthday. I haven't received any feedback, but I trust that if it didn't like what what they read, that they donated it to the reference section of the major university in the Midwest where it's currently in a position. And I recommend this reading as um, table reading for adolescents that that are going into high school or your college-bound kid. It's it's an excellent idea. I definitely appreciate that, Mark. Glad that you have read this and passed it on. This is something that I uh, strongly encourage. Uh, Let's also go out to a call here in Charlotte. This is from Danny. Good morning, Danny. Hey, uh, Vince, how you doing? All right, sir. Good. I got my one minute here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, one of our principles, I thought, was equal protection under the law. And I don't think anybody would disagree if those cops, those four cops or more, were actually white they would have been absolutely looking at hate crimes. And when you look at the Derek Chauvin case uh, from George George Floyd, uh, whatever that guy did, uh, I never saw any evidence that it had anything to do with race, but yet the story was all about. Yes. Not that, not that he was a, uh, a brutal guy kneeling on, a, on the back of a guy's neck, but the fact that he was white, so therefore it must automatically be racist. Yes. And, and, you know, go ahead. Uh, and so, you know, we're in kind of like this this vortex of anything that has to do and fits this narrative that a white person doing something against, against a black person must automatically or almost without any, with almost no evidence uh, is automatically a hate crime. But yet the same exact actions by somebody else that happens to match that person's color, it's, ah, well, that's not really hate crime because these guys are black. Yeah, it's, it, the whole thing is silly, which is why I think it's a waste of time to even go down this road. Uh, I think we need to charge people with crimes based on behaviors, exactly. not trying to figure out, you know, right. divine whatever motives or whatever it yeah, is that's going reading, on. The mind reading, yeah. Yes, we, we, we really can't do that at the end of the right. day, Danny. We should look at people's intent if he's trying to kill the guy or not kill the guy. So you charge him with different levels of, you know, murder or whatever. But instead, we're in this thing where, and I, I think most people uh, could rationally see this coming, where just, you know, it's, it's all guessing what the guy's motivation for the crime was. Without- speculation. That's really what it is, isn't it, Danny? It's speculation, which speculation. really should have no place in a courtroom. Uh, very much appreciate your call, Danny. It's some very concise and thoughtful contributions to the broadcast this morning if you listen to this program on a regular basis you know that i mentioned some days ago um several people that i was basically uh very much concerned about they were on my heart one of them don adkin who passed away some days ago um i'm happy to report my my aunt in california has recovered from covid I think she's 89 years old, and she recovered from COVID and pneumonia. Thank God. I also told you about uh, Zachary Levi's 
father, he is known as such. I knew this guy as Daryl Pugh. And he passed away at the end of last week. His children posted something that I really wanted to share with you. I share this as a tribute to him, but also I think it's so important for us to ask the question about what we're living for. What are we giving our lives to? What would be said of us? Let me just jump right in. Our sweet, sweet daddy went to be with Jesus. January 26th at 4.20 p.m. He was at home surrounded by family and friends as we loved on him, sang to him, and prayed over him. He passed so peacefully without any struggle, which is everything we prayed for. While our hearts are completely shattered, we rejoice for dad that he's free from his earthly body and resting in paradise. The past month knocked the wind out of us. We found out that dad's cancer grew back and was crushing his airway. Our worst nightmare. It happened so fast, out of nowhere. So many ups and downs the past few weeks. So many moments where we lost him and he came back to us. Someday I'm going to write a book about all the incredible miracles we witnessed firsthand in Dad's life the last four months. Events that left doctors and nurses speechless, as there were no scientific explanations for them. Dad was a walking miracle throughout this entire journey. And while the final outcome wasn't what we ever wanted or hoped for, we know that God used Dad's life to bring glory and honor, which is all Dad ever wanted. Dad was the most devoted man of God. He loved others so deeply and genuinely. Everyone who had the pleasure of knowing Dad will tell you what a loving, kind, and jolly soul he was. Dad was simple, no fuss, easygoing, easy to please with a warm meal, loved his daily walks on the promenade at the beach. He was filled with all the best wisdom and isms that we will quote for the rest of our lives and teach to our boys. He was so witty. He loved watching The Voice and Jeopardy and doing puzzles. The man was the most amazing singer with the voice of an angel. Gosh, I will miss that voice so much. He was a veteran who served in the Air Force during Vietnam and was stationed in both Japan and Germany. There are countless things I could share about our daddy. But most importantly, he loved his kids and grandkids with every ounce of his soul. We promised Dad that his grandbabies would always know him through stories, pictures, and videos to keep his memory alive. We love you, Daddy. We miss you more than we could ever explain. Give Mom a hug for us. And this was written by the children of Daryl Pugh, my friend who passed away January 26th. And I just thought I would share that with you, not only as a tribute to him, but again, a reminder to us, what is it we're living for? What you're doing today is part of the legacy that you're leaving. What's going to be written of you after you leave this life? A question for all of us. Stay with us. Back of the Vince Coakley radio program. We told you earlier is breaking news about George Santos stepping down from committee assignments. Drudge identifying several related stories. How about this? A poll in his district. 78% of the people in his district want him to resign. Boy, there's a shocker. Also, uh, apparently an interview that drove a story about George Santos interview with his ex-boyfriend referring to him as a psychopathic liar. <laughs> it sounds like prerequisite to serve in Congress. I'm just saying, you know, don't get the idea I'm defending this guy because I'm not, but I have a hard time believing that most of the people on Capitol Hill are 
very different from this man. I'm just saying. I have to tell you, I'm really encouraged by some polling that has been done by the fine folks at Gallup. Now, before I go into this, I'm trying to put on my optimistic cap, okay? One of the things, if you listen to this program with regularity, that I express a burden about is the leadership vacuum we have in this country. And while I believe there's a need for leadership, I'm not sure that people really recognize what they need. I think people have a sense of what they want. Maybe don't grasp what they need. I think there's real opportunity for somebody decent to come along and address this issue I'm about ready to mention. I'll, let me just tell you, and, and, and no, I before we even go down this road, let me just tell you, make it very clear, I'm not running for office. But one of the things I tell people is I meet new people and get to know them. I tell people all the time, I will, you will never hear me tell you, trust me. What I will tell you to do is to test me. You know, I stole this expression from my friend Steve Crosby. You know, he expressed it this way that as believers, people should be able to, you know, be able to stick a fork in us figuratively speaking, and get a sense that there's something there of substance. There's got to be a testing. I happen to believe that this is the ripe opportunity for somebody who comes along with a positive message that resonates with the American people. See, I, I am frankly kind of disgusted with what I have seen thus far certainly in recent years political campaigns uh, most of it's driven by negativity and complaining and frankly in the Republican Party it's gotten to the point that grievance is almost as bad as what we've seen on the left I'd love to see someone come along with an optimistic message about empowering people, not government. I don't want to hear another politician come and tell me how smart he is and how he's smarter than everybody else and just trust him, he's going to fix this or that. I don't care who that person is. I want somebody who has a healthy mistrust of government and a healthy mistrust of him or herself. See, that's a curveball, isn't it? Because how many people are running for office? Boy, they're full of confidence in themselves and their wisdom and their intelligence and their skill. Everybody believes in all of those things. Get a load of this poll. Gallup has done a poll. And you're going to be amazed to find out what Americans have put at the top of the list of the nation's problems. Guess what it is? It's government. Government is the nation's top problem. High prices persisting, inflation, the second most cited problem at 15%. I'm going to tell you the number for the number one problem. Elevated tensions, the southern border, illegal immigration, 11%. The economy in general, 10%, the lowest reading in a year. The polls January 2nd to 22nd field period included the four-day 15-vote process in which Republicans, who now hold a slim majority in the U.S. House, ultimately elected Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. Revelations about classified government documents. Found in President Joe Biden's private office and home. This is the backdrop of this poll. The government 
ranks as the top problem for both Republicans and Republican-leaning independents and Democrats and Democrat-leaning independents. The government. Who actually voiced this some years ago back in the 80s? Well, you know who that person is. Chris, play for us this person who uh, told us what the problem was back in the 80s and is still the problem today. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. (sighs) There you go, folks. It's right there. Government, the government, the top problem for both Republicans, Republican-leaning independents, Democrats, and Democrat-leaning independents. Somebody comes along and recognizes this and doesn't just talk about it, doesn't just participate in demagoguery, but comes along and says, you know what, let's do something about this government that's a problem. How about we do some serious downsizing of government? How about we figure out ways to empower people? How about we figure out ways for states to take more responsibility for what happens within their own borders? How about we divest responsibility out of the nation's capital mandates out of the nation's capital power and control out of the nation's capital and put it back in your hands and in the hands of your states this will go a long way this is why I said there's an opportunity here there's a real opportunity you're gonna get one of two people you're gonna get somebody who's gonna come along and say what I'm saying and really mean it or you're gonna get people who are gonna come along and tell you they can do government better this is apparently and unfortunately what we get from most Republicans is anybody gonna come along and offer something different well that remains to be seen I'd love to get your thoughts as we continue stay with us whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. is the Vince Coakley radio program. If you'd like to join the conversation, call Vince on the GS Plumbing talk line at 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. Or text the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. Now back to Vince. And we're back on the Vince Coakley radio program. I knew somebody was bound to do it before I could stop them. Chris, out of Shelby, I'm going to pray for you. Vince Coakley, 2024. (laughs) Funny. I certainly think George Santos is a liar. What about Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren? I personally believe all politicians are liars to a degree. Vince, I have a question about your optimistic cap. Is it rose-colored? Good question. Very, very good question. Steve out of Indian Trail. Government is our citizens' biggest problem. Way larger than for Republicans and Democrats. Vince, southern border problem now scattered across the country, costing billions for years to come. Yep. 
Abolishing the IRS and implementing the Fair Tax Act was going to be a step in the right direction. But if I'm not mistaken, I heard McCarthy has already backed out. Well, one thing I just want to put out there, okay, and I'm not trying to be a downer here. There are a number of things that were promised to Republicans to get their vote for House Speaker. And I think you need to recognize, if you don't already, some of these concessions are things that, in some ways, they're meaningless because they're never going to get passed anyway. Even if they pass in the House, they're not going to get passed in the Senate. So this is one of the reasons why McCarthy could agree to so many of these. Oh, sure, I'll let you introduce this bill because he knows it's not going anywhere. I'm just saying. Vince, I come to you with no Kool-Aid in my hand whatsoever. I do believe President Trump tried in many ways to do exactly what you have suggested. Uh Uh-huh. Even though I think he could have done better in some of those regards, it doesn't help when your own party is fighting you to keep the status quo. I do hope we can get somebody in there that conveys that same message you preach. That is from Jeff. Just a sampling of what's on the text line. In follow-up to what I shared with you about the poll indicating that people believe government is the problem, NBC News has a very interesting poll showing 71% of Americans believing the country is on the wrong track. And this is significant. 71%. The country's going in the wrong direction. This is the eighth time in the last nine NBC News surveys dating back to October 2021 when the wrong track has been above 70%. The one exception, September 2022, when it was 68%. We have never before seen this level of sustained pessimism in the 30-year-plus history of this poll. Boy, that's pretty significant, don't you think? Including during the 1992 recession, when a year of NBC, Washington, actually Wall Street Journal polls had the wrong track between 67 and 71% before improving right after the presidential election. Or the Great Recession of 2008, when Barack Obama's election and inauguration ended a year of polls showing the wrong track being above or near 70%. This current pessimism has been going on for nearly a year and a half, even after an election. The Republican pollster involved in this said elections are supposed to act as a chance to refresh and reset. That did not happen after the 2022 midterms. What's more, when our poll asks respondents how they feel about where America is headed over the next year, 69% gave negative words and phrases versus 23% who had positive ones. That's a change from two years ago, right before President Biden's inauguration, when just 52% had negative words and phrases on this question. This might be Biden's biggest challenge ahead of his State of the Union address next month. How does he convince the public America is headed in the right direction? (laughs) Even if he tries, is anybody going to believe him? A couple of quick economic stories. 64% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. 64%. 9.3 million more Americans said they are stretched to then. To then. Lending Club saying the effects of inflation eating into every American's wallet as the Fed's efforts to curb inflation drive up the cost of debt, we're seeing near record numbers of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. How about for you? Are you in that place right now? And we've talked about this before. Not a pretty picture. What's going on with eggs? 
This is one of those rare mornings I actually had time to make breakfast, had some eggs and bacon, one of my favorite combinations. And Newsweek is reporting the egg shortage is about to get a whole lot worse. Just what we need, right? The largest global bird flu outbreak in recorded history is combined with increased cost of fuel, feed, and packaging to create a national egg shortage that's about to become worse. One of the reasons behind the sudden shortage, the outbreak of bird flu that after starting last year has killed millions of birds in a dozen countries around the world, including poultry and wild birds. In the U.S., more than 58 million birds in 47 states have been affected. But we also have disruptions in the supply chain. That's played a role. Also throw in inflation, the increased cost of gasoline and diesel last year. The price of eggs peaked in December when the average cost for a dozen eggs reached four twenty-five, a dollar seventy-eight more than a year earlier. And unfortunately, this is not going to get any better. Less birds, fewer eggs. That's what we can look forward to. These prices are not going down. Just to give you a heads up. Might be a good time, by the way, to invest in chickens. There are people doing this. Chickens, hens, whatever provides you with the eggs. If you're able to do it in your neighborhood, uh, might be a good idea. <laughs> Stay with us. Over on the text line, this texter saying, Vince, you actually believe this stuff on eggs you're reading? For those reasons, uh, what do you think is going on here? Do you think there's some conspiracy? You know, it, it's weird to me. This is, I think, it's just part of where we are as a country now, where I there's just such, such skepticism about everything. Tucker Carlson reported the feed is causing the egg issue. Also, random fires in big suppliers. Vince, we just built a chicken shack waiting on birds. <laughs> now uh, we're learning how to build and maintain the entire process. Yes, feed them the correct food. Yep, yep, yep. Vince, great show. Price of eggs, South Carolina, around four fifty. I tend to, uh, what does this say? I love eggs like you in the morning with bacon. <laughs> Could it be possible the government's trying to create a condition which causes us to let government take over the food network and turn us into a socialist nation? Oh, surely there's nobody who would want to try that. <laughs> we have 12 chickens. We had 32 before a couple of foxes moved in. E, not good. My feed was running $12 for a 50-pound bag. Now $21 for the same bag. Yeah, these costs kind of multiply and... They just work their way through the system. There's no way around the higher costs for us. This person says you better get armed guards. Chickens have been stolen. Does not surprise me in the least bit. Time for us to take a look at the day in history. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Vance. Hope you are. Uh, not bad at all. We have a total of, let's see here, what is this, nine questions? Total of nine questions. And we start here. How about something that happened way back in 1965? Actually, 1865. And this is during the period of Reconstruction. Probably one of the most important things for people like myself. Remember the year, 1865. What did the 13th Amendment do? What did it put it into? Uh, it abolished slavery. Slavery. Adios to slavery. Thank goodness. 1893. We have a trademark for this most famous drink. Uh, probably the most uh, popular drink still, soft drink. What was it for, 1893? What was it for? 
It's a trademark for a drink. Which drink oh, is it? Uh, Coca-Cola, I suppose. Coca-Cola, for sure. 1915, this country used poison gas on the Russians. Which country was it? Sounds kind like of, sounds like Germany. Germany did that. Sounds 1915. Like 1950, this president announced the development of the hydrogen bomb. Truman. Who was in office? You're right. You are four for four. Interestingly enough, here we are back at Coca-Cola, and the cost of sugar caused them to try to figure out something, a different solution in order to flavor their drinks. So what did they turn to instead of sugar? What's in all of these drinks that's in a lot of stuff? That we've been warned about. Well, I was going to say cocaine. <laughs> but I don't think it's in there anymore. Let, tell me, I would like to. It's high fructose corn syrup. Oh, so corn syrup and not cocaine. This is in okay. everything now. I I'm mean, trying not so to confuse those things. again. Yeah, exactly. Those, uh, those can <laughs> be so easily confused. You're so silly. 1981. You know, we kind of take this for granted, many of us here in America. But um, this leader in Poland announced a deal to give workers Saturdays off. He was the leader of that group Solidarity. Do you remember his name? Lech Walesa. Yeah. Do you remember? I think he eventually um, went on to become president. He sure did. Yeah. I remember that movement. True that was, man of the people. That was really cool to watch when that was happening. He was inspiring to me when I was a little kid. Yeah. 1988, Doug Williams led the uh, this team to a Super Bowl win over the favorite Denver Broncos. Was it a Washington football team? You are correct. It was the Redskins. The Redskins. Wow, looks like he's going to get a clean sweep here. 2001, EU had to kill over a million cows over this. What was it? Mad cow disease. Mad cow. And last but not least... This doctor learned the COVID-19 virus was not naturally occurring. Kevorkian. <laughs> Kevorkian. I blew it. Uh, he's so close to I him. Dr. Anthony Fauci oh. is the guy. So that's all the time we have. Thanks a lot for joining us. Have yourselves a great day, folks, and God bless you. Adios. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.